Welcome to the Dwelling Place Church audio podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message. We pray God speaks to you today through this message and through His Word. For more information about our church, be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org. Now, it's time to listen to this week's message. Today, I just want to share for a few moments a message that I'm going to entitle, Hope has a name, I am. Can you say I am? Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are saved. They're saved, they're preserved. Over the last few weeks here at Dwelling Place, we've been in a series called Down to Earth, and we've been looking at the world's history, really the greatest demotion ever, that the Son of God, the divine eternal Son of God, took on sinful flesh. He took on flesh, right? He he ultimately took on flesh and lived sinlessly, perfect. He was born of a virgin Mary. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus lived a sinless life. And we've been talking at the and, and talking and looking at the names that God gave to the Messiah, names that indicated the kind of Savior, the kind of Messiah He would be to us. The passage we looked at yesterday morning was from the prophet Isaiah, who wrote 700 years before Jesus. He prophesied that this Messiah would be called Emmanuel. He would be called God with us. He would be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. These are, of course, the names of salvation. These are the names that the righteous run to and are saved. These are the names that give us victory and the victory that belongs to Jesus Christ. This afternoon, I want to address the name that's behind every other name in Scripture. I want to address the name that is above all other names. It's the name that God gave to Moses. He gave it to him in an instance in Exodus 3 at the burning bush when Moses asked God directly, he said, what is your name or who should I tell Pharaoh has sent me? you got to understand, Moses was in a time of great personal distress, great uncertainty. His career had fallen apart. He had made a lot of lousy decisions, really bad decisions, disastrous decisions. He had lost his family. He felt alone. He felt lost. He felt hopeless. He was consumed by regret. He was consumed by self-doubt. And he had a lot of questions about where God had been while all of this was happening in his life. And that day at the burning bush, God, did you know this, did not answer one single question of Moses in the way that Moses desired, the way that Moses was looking. He simply told Moses to trust him, that he had an assignment for him and a plan for his life to bless him and to use him. But Moses objected and he said, Lord, no, I have too many mistakes. I've made too many mistakes. I've messed up. I'm too far gone. My life is in the history to which God responded simply saying, but my name is I am. In English, we write that name I am as Jehovah. It's a name that God will use for himself some 6,519 times in the Old Testament alone. Jehovah. The irony is that Jehovah is not a name as much as it is a verb per se. It becomes the most common main name by which God relates to broken and needy people throughout the Bible, people like Moses. For Moses, it meant that whatever he was not in the face of the assignment, because of his own sinfulness, because of his own brokenness, God would be for him and God would be through him. Moses said, God, I can't do what you ask because I'm not smart enough. God, I can't do what you ask because I'm not eloquent enough. God, I can't do what you ask because I'm not wise enough. God, I can't do what you ask because I'm not righteous enough. And God said, but I didn't choose you because you were any of those things. I am enough of all of those things for the both of us. I am and my 
amness overcomes your notness. God throughout all of Israel's history would invoke this I am name, Jehovah, whenever Israel was in a time of great need. He would attach it to whatever lack that they had. Whatever he would supply for himself, he would attach Jehovah to it. For example, in Exodus, when the people of Israel were wounded and sick because of their sin, God revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. In Leviticus, when Moses laid out the law, the great description of how to walk uprightly and walk in his commands... The people said, who could ever live this way, God? And God answered, Jehovah Mekadosh Key, which is, I am your sanctifier. I am the God who enables you to walk before me and keep my commandments. In Ezekiel's day, when the people of Israel felt scared and alone and besieged by enemies all around, God said, Jehovah Shammah. I am the ever-present God. I'm always with you. When David felt lost and confused with no friends in the world, he called Jehovah or called God Jehovah Ra, Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, your shepherd. To Abraham, when Abraham faced an impossible circumstance with seeing no way out, God said there in Genesis 22, I am Jehovah Jireh. I am the one who will provide for you. When Gideon faced an army a hundred times the size of his own, he called God Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, my deep-rooted peace, my peace. When Jeremiah was discouraged by Israel's persistent ability or inability to walk faithfully before God, he looked at God and said, how can we survive? We are so sinful. And God said, I'm Jehovah Sidkenu. I am your righteousness. And to Isaiah, who wasn't sure he would survive another day, God said, my name is Jehovah Sabaoth which is, I am your defender. I am the one who will fight for you. You need only be still. For all that Israel needed, for all that they lacked, for all that they could never be in themselves, God was the great I am. But here's the question. How is God that for us today? Because you and I, too, find ourselves in a position of great need, just like they did, overwhelmed by our sinfulness, overwhelmed by our inabilities, full of doubts, full of insecurities, full of fears this Christmas season. That brings us into the Christmas message. 2,000 years ago, the scriptures tell us that the great I am was born as a baby. The eternal, all-sufficient I am entered the world as a helpless child. There are a thousand times in history when a baby became a king, but there's only one time that a king became a baby. And he did that, why? So that he could save and live the life that we were supposed to live and he could die the death that we had been condemned to die. You see, and only by doing that could he take away our sinfulness. Only by doing that could he restore us unto God. Jesus died in our place. God had said that the soul that sins shall die, be separated from God. We by nature, folks, are sinners. And the curse had to be carried out on Jesus. You see, when it comes to our sinfulness, church, you and I don't know the half of it. If we're honest this evening, we think of ourselves as good people who are just slightly confused and make some mistakes. But Ephesians says that we are dead in our trespasses and dead in our sins, incapable of bridging the gap between us and God and unable to live a life that is truly pleasing to God. So the I am became one of us so that he could do it for us. He grew up as one of us, living the life we were supposed to live. And then on the cross, he died the death that we had been condemned to die. Here at DP, we summarize the gospel in four words. In fact, I could summarize for you this afternoon the whole Bible in four words. Jesus in my place. Jesus in my place. 
You see, my favorite name of God is I am. And my favorite I am name is Jesus, which is Yeshua or Yeshua, which means the Lord, our salvation. And because he's my salvation, he's also my healer. He's also Jehovah Rapha. Because in the cross, he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes are we healed. See, we have the presence of God that will never leave us nor forsake us. He's the ever-present God, Jehovah Shammah. He is the presence of God who is with me at all times. He's not only that, but he's my provider. Philippians 4 and 13, that my God shall supply all of our need to, according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That even though I have no strength, he becomes my strength. Not only that, he's my righteousness. The Bible says that God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Listen to me, church. Righteousness is not something we have to work up for before God. It's something given to us in God. See, he doesn't reward my righteousness. He is my righteousness. He is my righteousness. I look to him as my righteousness. He's not only that, he's my sanctifier. Jesus is now my Jehovah, Makadish Kim, who promises that Jude says to finish what he began in me and present himself before me faultless in the presence of God with great joy. Not only that, but Jesus is now my shepherd, the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep and walks with me through the valley of the shadow of death so that I will fear no evil. Not only that, he is my peace. He removed the wall of condemnation that stood between me and my God. He removed the wall of hostility and took me from an enemy in the mind of God and made me a friend so that now I can say with confidence that nothing can separate me from his love, not height, nor depth, nor principality, nor power, nor things above, nor things below, nor things in the past, nor things to come come not famine not persecution not sword no in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us for all that I need for all that I lack for all that I could never be in myself Jesus is the great I am the gospel of John Jesus very clearly takes the name I am to himself and throughout the gospels he applies that name to our greatest areas of brokenness and need to those who are hungry in John 6 35 he said I am the bread of life to those who thirst he said in John 7 let him come to me and drink for I am the living water to those in darkness he said in John 8 I am the light to those who need a fresh start John 10 he says I am the door to those who feel abandoned in life John 10 11 he said I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep to those who feel lost in John 14 he said I am the way to those who are confused he said in John 14 I am the truth to those who are afraid of death he said in John 11 I am the resurrection and I am the life Jesus is the great I am you bring into this place even this Christmas Eve all kinds of insecurities all kinds of doubts all kinds of fears and you say who could possibly be smart enough to figure all this out he says I am how how am I supposed to know which way to go he says I am I'm not sure who's really on my side this Christmas, I am. Nobody's listening to me and my family, I am. My marriage is crashing and I don't know where to turn, I am. I'm 50 years old and I feel like starting all over again, I am. I'm 65 years old and I still feel like starting all over again, I am. Everybody thinks I can't do it, I am. What if I fell again, I am. I've made so many mistakes, I am. I've given and given and it's not enough, I am. I can't hold on anymore, I am. I'm tired. 
fired, I am. I quit, I'm damn. I've retired, I am. I need a fix or a hit or a blow or a pour or a drink, I am. I feel alone, I am. I need a fresh start, I am. I just need somebody to hold me, I am. I am. So for all that you aren't and all that you need and all that you fear and all that you crave, for literally all that you could never be, He is the great I am. See, hope has a name because salvation has a name. And His name is Jesus. So I've just got two things to tell you. Two things. Number one, to those of you who don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, Jesus wants to be those things to you today. But you have to receive Him. You have to receive him. John 1 and 12, he says clearly, but to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. Notice that believe on his name means that you take these names for yourself. You see, Jesus is all of these things that I've mentioned today, but he won't be them to you unless you receive him. When you receive him, you receive all that he is. A friend of mine, he he says, Pastor Craig, he says, you can tell if someone's a Christian simply by what they call Jesus. So what do you mean? He said, yeah, think of it like this. I can tell a lot about my relationship with you by what you call me. Sometimes I answer the telephone and they say, hey, uh, Mr. Musgrove. Well, I'm not Mr. Musgrove, so you're a telemarketer and you obviously don't know who I am. I can tell the relationship. Some people call me and say, Mr. Musgrove, and I say, well, obviously you don't me know that very well because I'm never called Mr. Musgrove. I'm called Pastor Craig pretty much by anybody who's not within my own family. I'm called Pastor Craig, so I know we don't have that great of a relationship. There are a couple people that when I answer the phone, they call me Digger. They call me Digger because when I was younger and tried to say Craig, I would say Dig, and they would say Dig who, like Craig Musgrove, and I'd say Dig me. So Dig me turned into Digger. So those that are closest in my extended family call me Digger, and there's one person that calls me Mega Man. Her name is Meredith. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But what do you call Jesus? Is he your redeemer? Is he your restorer? Is he your everlasting father? Is he your righteousness? Is he your hope of heaven? I'm not asking if you believe in those things are true in some way. I'm saying have you claimed them for your own? He didn't say believe in the Lord Jesus. He said believe on the Lord Jesus. Not believing in these realities and truths that are in Scripture, but have you taken on these truths and realities of Jesus? Because to as many as received Him, to them He gave the power to become the children of God, even to those who believe not in His name, but on His name. Second thing i got to tell you, to those of you who are in the room and you're already believers, I say to you, you have accepted His great name for yourself, but are you living in the fullness of that name? Are you living in the fullness of that name, believers? You know what the third commandment tells us in the Ten Commandments? It tells us to not take the Lord's name in vain. And did you know for most of our lives, we have misappropriated that commandment? I was always taught, don't use God's name as an exclamation. Don't say like, oh my God. Don't stub your toe and say, oh Jesus Christ. Well, that's true, but it was not just a command on how to use God's name. It was a command on how to take God's name. What? Think of it like this. In times past, there was a beautiful girl named Meredith Ann Robertson. And on the greatest day of her life, she became a Musgrove. When she took my name, she became 
part of me, one with me, and all that was mine was hers. But that wasn't much at 21 years old. But all the properties of Craig became the properties of Meredith. When you became a Christian, you took on the name of God for yourself. You now are with the great I am. That means the properties of the I am are your properties. That means the properties of the great I am who has revealed himself in scripture are now your properties. That means when what he is, you now have. The apostle Peter says you have now become participators or partakers in the divine nature. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. That means when you say like Moses, when you say no to God or you cower before assignment, when you say God I think I am not or I am not righteous or I I am not this or I am not well to do or I am not rich enough or I am not smart enough. You are taking his name in vain because even though you are not, he is and you are one with him. And when you declare to him that you are, you are taking his name in vain. You're taking his name in vain. And when you say, I'm, I'm a stupid, I'm, I'm a loser, I'm such a terrible mom, God says, but I'm not any of those things. And if I am in you, then you are not either. What I am, you are. Stop taking my name in vain. You say, but ah, Pastor Craig, I'm so dysfunctional. He says, yet I am so complete. You say, I'm so deficient. He says, but I am so sufficient. You say, I am so doubtful this Christmas. But he said, I am so faithful. You say, well, I am so sinful this Christmas. He says, but I am so graceful. You say, but I am so weak this Christmas. He said, but I am so strong. Whatever you not, whatever you need, whatever you lack, whatever you didn't get from your presence, whatever won't come from your teachers, whatever you didn't get from your coach, whatever you didn't get from your employee, whatever you didn't get from your boss, whatever you're not getting from someone else, I am. And when the doubters and the haters in your life say to you, who do you think you are? Who is it you think you are? You say, I don't think I'm anything, but I know the great I am. I know who he is. And when your hearts whisper to yourself, you are not smart enough. You're not anybody. You're not a Christian. We shout back, you are right, but he is, and I am in him. The great I am Christ in me, the hope of glory, the promise of eternal life and the power for right living. The victory belongs to Jesus, church. The victory belongs to him. Who will stand against the Lord? No one can. And no one will. The great I am became a helpless babe. He lived a sinless life. He died on a cross. He condemned and died the death that you were died and condemned to die. And on the third day, he rose again. He spent 40 days on earth. He ascended to the right hand of the Father. and He sat down and from that place he ever makes intercession for you and me. Do you know the great I am? The great I am is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information about our church, be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org.